0: You are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I borrow your mind completely for about five minutes as I try to acquaint you with a story of our text. David, the greatest king that Israel ever had, is on the throne. Outside of the palace, there are bodyguards, 600 of them, Philistine men, who are walking guard around David. These men are Philistines. And as they walk guard, David is safe in the palace. Now, why Philistines? Because these Philistines, who were from the enemy of Israel, you see the Philistines were enemies of God's people, always were. But these 600 Philistines had seen David when he killed Goliath. And when David took the slingshot and the spy stones and hurled the first stone toward the temple of that giant and killed him... The giant's men, 600 of them, fell in love with David. I mean, their hearts were knitted to David's heart. And they said, that's the kind of man we want to serve. And so these 600 men defected from the army of the Philistines and joined up with David as his personal bodyguards. A man that led them was a man called Ittai, I-T-T-A-I. And these men were faithful bodyguards of King David. But something happened to King David's utopia. He was the greatest king that Israel ever had. He now sits on the throne. His faithful servants and bodyguards walk guard around the palace. I'm sure that they had the finest of uniforms. I'm sure they had their boots shined and their sabers glistening in the sun as they proudly walk guard Around the greatest king that ever sat on the throne of Israel. But something happened. David had a son. His name was Absalom. Are you listening? He had a son whose name was Absalom. He was a handsome man. Had long hippie like hair. He was fair of countenance. Strong of body. Winsome of personality. Absalom got outside the gate of the palace and stirred up opposition against David. His own father. Can you feature it? Can you feature, for example, David getting outside and saying, If I were pastor of that church, I'd do things differently. I'd kill him. I'd wring his neck. But Absalom, it's all the, he went outside the palace gate and said, My dad's a good king, but I'd do thus and so. If I were the king, that's not the way I'd do it. And by his winsome personality, and by his handsome features, and by his strong physique, and by his warm disposition, he swayed the people, many of them, in opposition to his own father. He gathered an army around him. And could you believe it? He caused insurrection, rebellion against his own dead. And now we have a war in Jerusalem. David's forces fighting against the forces of his own son, King David versus King Absalom, father and son in battle, one against the other. And David said, I'm not going to fight against my son. I'm not going to do it. He's my boy, and I love him, and I'm not going to fight against him. And so David leaves. He leaves the palace. He leaves the city. He goes down to a little place called Mahanahum. That doesn't mean anything to you, but that's the name of the place. Called Mahanahum. Now, when David leaves, listen carefully now. This is the story. When David leaves, and fellas, when the little lady comes back, seat her back at the back. It would be easier for her when she comes back in. Do you hear me? And uh, Now David leaves. Now get the picture. Here's David. He's leaving the city. He goes down here to Maonaim. And back yonder he turns and sees back in the city of Jerusalem the dust of the war his own men against the men of his own son. And David never had a darker day in his life than that. There was never a time in David's life. When he was as unhappy and as as sad as he was when he realized that there was war in his own kingdom. No longer was he on his throne. No longer was he the king of Israel. His own son entered the palace and ruled in David's place. And and Absalom, the, the, the son of David, was ruling in Jerusalem. When David left, his friends went different directions. One of his men, whose name was Shimei, S-H-E-M-E-I, I I think it is, Shimei, Shimei said, ha, ha, David's going to lose. I'll turn on him. And Shimei turned on David. And as David left the city, Shimei got dust off the ground and threw it in David's face. And cursed him and said, yeah, you're the one that killed Ah, Abner, you're the one that killed Abner. And Shimei cursed. And the servant of David said, let me draw my sword out and let me pierce him and kill him. And David said, no, no, don't do that. So you see, Shimei thought David was through. Shimei thought David's number was up. Shimei thought David's reign was ended. And Shimei turned against David. There was somebody else. There was a fellow named Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth? was a little crippled fellow back yonder years ago. He was 13 years of age, lived in the land of Lodivar, and David brought him, because he was the son of Jonathan, the uh, the grandson of Saul, David brought him from the land of Lodivar to the palace and set that little crippled fellow down at his own table and made the Mephibosheth, that little 13-year-old cripple, couldn't walk at all, made him one of his sons, sat him at his own table, And made him, as a son of King David, a royal prince in the palace. But now when David leaves, Mephibosheth didn't even go with him. Could you believe it? Could you know such ingratitude? Here's a little fella, can't even walk. Poor little fella. Down across the tracks. And David brings him in the palace and makes him as one of his own sons and sets him at the king's table. And now in David's darkest hour, he leaves the palace and leaves Jerusalem. And the Mephibosheth won't even stand beside him. You know why? He thought he was done. He thought he was finished. He thought David's number was up. He thought David's kingdom was finished. He thought David was a goner. That isn't all. The fellow named Amasa. A-M-A-S-A. Amasa was the captain of David's host back in Jerusalem. Amasa thought David was finished. And Amasa joined up with Absalom. And Absalom made Amasa the captain of his host. And now David's big man is Absalom's big man. And Amasa now salutes Absalom instead of David and serves Absalom instead of David. And fights for Absalom instead of David. Why? He thought David's number was up. They were cursing David back in Jerusalem. He's gone. He's not very popular here. His kingdom's finished. And so Amasa... Uh, joined up with the force of Absalom and became the captain of Absalom's army. And Shimei is cursing David, throwing dust in his face and making fun of him. Mephibosheth is sitting back in the palace, not even willing to stand up for the fellow who had brought him from poverty to riches. But there are those that stand beside David. This is a beautiful story. As David marches down toward Maonaum, there are 600 men right beside him. Who are they? Those Philistines. Not even Jews. They shouldn't even be in David's army. These men that saw David kill Goliath. And they said, whether it be by life or by death, where our Lord David is, there will we be also. We're going to stand for David. David stops. as He goes down toward Maonaim. And David calls these 600 men together. And he says, now look, fellas. I'm not king anymore. Go back and serve my son Absalom. I'm not king anymore. You don't have to follow me. You don't have to bear my reproach. You don't have to stick by me because I'm in trouble. You don't have to come down here. You left your uh, shiny boots. You left your royal, your glistening sabers. You left your pressed uniforms. You left all the pomp and ceremony of the king's bodyguard back yonder in, in Jerusalem. Now you go on back. These 600 men look at David. They say, your majesty, we're your bodyguards. And whether you're in the palace on the throne or mayonnaise in a place of shame, we stand for you to guard you and care for you. Whether you're popular or unpopular, we're going to be where you are. Whether you're alive or dead, we're going to stand by you. Whether you're on top or on bottom, we're going to stand by you. Thank God for men like that. Thank God for men who say to the King of kings and Lord of lords, Jesus, if I'm at the shop where they curse you, I'm for you. If I'm at church where they praise you, I'm for you. If I'm in revival where they sing of you, I'm for you. If I'm at school where they deny you, I'm for you. Whether it be by life or by death, King Jesus, I'm for you. That's what God needs in our generation. Some microphones that will be still. God needs some people in our generation to say, King Jesus, if you're cursed or blessed, if you're loved or hated, if you're on top or on bottom, we're Christians and we're going to stand for our king regardless of what the conditions are. And so these 600 men back in the palace is little, is little Mephibosheth, traitor. Beside the road is Shimei, cursing the king. Back yonder and fighting in, in Jerusalem, his head of Absalom's armies. Is the wicked Amasa. But thank God for Ittai. And thank God for Zeba. And thank God for these 600 wonderful Philistine men. Who said I'm going to stand for the king. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. Something happens back in Jerusalem. David looks and sees the dust of the war rising in the sky. And David says I wonder how the fight is. And the forces of David won the battle. Absalom was killed. David's forces won. Two servants, two messengers, runners, if you please, had the message. So they got that message. And the fellow had his message. One was named Cushai and one was named Ahimeas. Ahimeaz Ahimeaz said, Cushai, I'm faster than you are. I'm the fastest messenger the king has got. And Cushai said, I know it, but uh, I'm going to carry the message and so him he took off running. He got to David and said, King David, I'm faster than Cushai. David said, fine. What's the message? Oh, he said, message? Message? Oh uh, Yeah, yeah, what's the message? Well, he said, I'm the fastest messenger you got. That's the message. What is it? How is it back in Jerusalem? Is my, is my boy safe? Is Absalom safe? Uh, how How is it back? I'm the fastest runner. I got it before he did. Crazy fool forgot what the message was. Dr. Billings and I have the same problem, don't we, sometimes. We get runs so fast, we forget where we're going. And yeah. <laughs> like a fellow lost his memory and said, Doc, I've lost my memory. said, how long have you had this problem? He said, what problem? And uh, so uh, uh, here came old Cushai up. Cushai is a slow prodding kind of fellow, but he gets the job done. He didn't win the race, but he had the message. And he brought the message that Absalom was dead. You know the touching story where David said, Oh Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, would God I had died for thee, Oh Absalom, my son. But Absalom's dead. Now then, David's forces are victorious, and they ask a question. Why say you not a word of bringing the king back? Oh, oh, the king is coming back. The king is coming! The king is coming! The king is coming! The king is coming. He had been over here in Mahanaim. But back yonder the war is over. And now the king can go back on his throne. And so King David comes back to Jerusalem. And those 600 Philistines are mighty proud fellows. They stood by him, aren't they? And so they come back to Jerusalem. David comes back. And guess who meets him? Shimei. Oh, my. Oh, my. Shimei comes to meet David, and there's the king, and there's Shimei, and the king looks at Shimei, and Shimei looks at the king, and those lips that once had cursed King David were now begging for mercy, and those hands that once had thrown dust on King David are now pleading for mercy. Oh, my, Shimei, uh, I, didn't, I didn't know the king was going to come back. I didn't know that. I thought he was gone. I thought he was unpopular. I thought his number was up. And oh my, I've got to face the king. And Shimei looks face to face with the one he had cursed. And then there's Mephibosheth. Oh my. Mephibosheth, the king is coming. The king is coming. The king is coming. Oh my, the king is coming. Oh, I wish I'd have stayed with him. I wish I'd have gone. I wish I hadn't stayed at home. I thought Absalom was going to win. I put my money on the wrong horse. And I, I thought Absalom. That's in the Hebrew, fellas. You won't find that in the English. That's in the original language. I put my money on the wrong horse. And uh, I, 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 I didn't know... It. The king is coming, Mephibosheth. The king is coming. The king is coming. The king is coming. The king is... Oh, oh, my. My, my, my. And Mephibosheth looks in the face of the king whom he had deserted. Mephibosheth looks in the face of the one who had taken him from Lodivar and the poor country and placed him at the table of the king as one of the king's sons and given him an inheritance like a king's son. And he, had, so he had, Mephibosheth had turned his back on him and wouldn't go beside him. And now Mephibosheth faces the king and he's embarrassed to face him. And there's somebody else. Amasa faces the king. Or Amasa faces the king. The king is coming, Amasa, you that have rebelled, you that have led David's army and now have defected over to Absalom's army. You, hey, Amasa, the king is coming. The king is coming. The king is coming. The king is coming. Oh, my. Oh, my, Amasa says. I didn't expect him back. I didn't think he'd come back. I thought he was gone for good. I didn't know it. The Bible says that Joab, one of David's servants, walked up and said, let me kiss you. Amasa Amasa didn't know that he had a sword in his hand And as he placed a kiss on the cheek of 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 Amasa His sword went through the fifth rib And the blood gushed out And the Bible says that right on the highway Amasa wallowed in his own blood And they came and drug him off the highway And laid him beside the highway And put a, a garment on him And he died Why? Because he, when the king was gone He didn't fight for the king When the king was gone he was ashamed of the king. When the king was gone, he fought against the king and the king's forces. Somebody else comes to meet the king. The king is coming, Ziva. Hey, Ziba, the king is coming. Oh boy, the king is coming. I'm sure glad I stood for him. Man alive. They tried to talk me out of it, but I wanted to stand beside him. Hey, the king is coming. Hello, Your Highness. Hello, Your Highness. Welcome back to the throne. And David brings him back and gives him a place of honor. Hey, 600 Philistines, the king coming back. The king is coming. The king is coming. The king is coming. The king is coming. King is coming. <laughs> no, 600 men. <laughs> hey, blessed be God. Woo! We're glad we stayed beside the king. We thought the king would come again. We thought the king would come back. And now that he's back, thank God, we stood for the king. Can't you picture that first night or first day when the king walks back up the stairway to the throne of Israel. And King David sits on the throne he he's vacated a while ago. And those men, 600 men outside the palace walking guard with pressed uniforms and shine boots and listening sabers. Don't you imagine what they talked about that first day? I bet you one of them said, Man, oh man, I'm sure glad we stuck with the king, aren't you? Boy, poor old is watering in his own blood out there in the highway. I'm sure glad we stuck with the king. The other one says, man alive, I am too. Boy, you know, it's pretty tough sticking beside the king. Folks called us fanatics and they cursed us and they laughed at us. But as they walk outside the palace... As they walked guard with their sabers listening, they said, boy, it's better now, isn't it? Boy, aren't you glad we took the criticism? And aren't you glad we stuck with the king when he wasn't very popular? And aren't you glad we stayed with the king when folks were cursing? him?" And those 600 men in their uniforms and back, and the king's on the throne, and now they're in charge. they're glad they stood with the king. Hey, hey, our king's gone too. Our king is gone too. He was here, He walked the shores of Galilee, He walked the sandy trails of Judea, He opened eyes that were blind and ears that were deaf, He caused the lame to jump like a heart, the dead to live, the blind to see, He stilled the waters and calmed the waves, He blessed the children, He healed the sick, He proved He was God's Son, but He went away. He's not on His throne today, He's at the right hand of the Father. At the right hand of the Father's throne. The throne in Jerusalem is still empty. The King is gone. The King is gone. He's not very popular today. Body's gone. And there's a battle raging concerning the King's forces and the forces of the devil. Hey, how are you standing? Huh? Are you a Shimei? Are you cursing the king? Through your lips does there flow filthy, vile language about the God who made you and the Son of God who died to save you? Let me say this, ladies and gentlemen. If that's what you're doing, you will not be happy when the shout comes through the heavens. The king is coming! The king is coming! And blessed be, blessed be God, the king is coming! He said, If I go away, I will come again!" The king is coming! Let the heathen hear it. The king is coming! Let the tavern keepers hear it. The king is coming! Let the red light district hear it. The king is coming! Let the communists hear it. The king is coming! Let the hippies hear it. The king is coming! Let the drunkard hear it. The king is coming! Let the dope addict hear it. The king is coming! The king is coming! The king is coming! And in that day when He comes, those of you who've not stood by him as Mephibosheth did, refused to stand beside the king, you'll say, oh my, oh my, oh I didn't know he was coming. I thought Ohio's was a nut. I thought the fundamentalists were all screwballs. I didn't know he's coming. And oh, in that day, God's people who've not stood by the king at work, Who've not stood for the king at school? who've not stood for the king at play? who've not stood for the king in the world while he was gone? It'll be a shame when he comes again. Oh, let me say you men on the job you stand for the king. When he's unpopular, stand by him. When they curse him, stand by him. You young folks at college, he- heathen colleges, where the king is laughed at and his book is mocked. Stand by him! Don't deny the king! You folks in play and at work and at school, wherever you are, stand up, stand up for Jesus, you soldiers of the cross. Back yonder, years ago, when the wicked infidel Thomas Paine was making ravages of Christianity or trying to, with his infidelity and his paganism and atheistic lectures, He stood in the Midwestern state one night to speak. And as he spoke, 5,000 people or more listened to every word. He was a great orator. That atheist Thomas Paine swayed the crowd trying to make mockery of the Bible, trying to disprove the existence of God and laughing at the blood of Christ. He proved to his own satisfaction and to that of others there was no God. And suddenly he stopped toward the end of his lecture and he looked toward the top balcony and the second balcony and, and the first balcony and the, the main floor. He raised his hands over his mouth and he said, yeah, I prove there's no God. You watch me. Hey, God, kill me if you're there. Strike me dead if you're there. Looked out and laughed and said, I'm still living, aren't I? Ha, <laughs> ha. Prove there's no, prove there's a God, prove there's a God. There was a holy hush over that audience. Nobody said a word. As he said, I'm waiting. Way up in the top balcony, a little 17-year-old girl stood up. She did not say anything. She began to sing with a lovely soprano voice. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner, it must not suffer loss. From victory unto victory, and suddenly the entire balcony joined with her. His army shall leave. Because every foe is vanquished. And the second balcony started singing with him, and Christ is Lord. Indeed. And then the main floor began to sing, Stand up, stand up for Jesus, the trumpet call obey. Ye that are men, now serve him in this his glorious day. And suddenly the entire crowd stood to its feet and sang together, Stand up, stand up for Jesus, the trumpet call obey. They finished. There was not a dry eye in the house. And somebody asked, where did Thomas Payne go? And someone said he slipped out the side door. The little girl stood up for Jesus. The king is gone. He's cursed. They laugh at him. They make fun of him on radio stations. Make fun of the king of kings and lord of lords on television programs. They curse his name. They make light of the book and curse the book and try try to laugh at the king and make fun of the king. But let me tell you, young people, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, the king is coming back. The king is coming back. When he comes back, those of us who stood for him, and we've been laughed at and mocked and made fun of, blessed be God, we'll be glad we stood. I still like the little story that you've heard me tell and other preachers have told so many times. A little boy one day was sitting in the room. The boy, I guess his name was Johnny. His mother said, Johnny, would you come and dry the dishes, please? Johnny was reading a book. He was right in the middle of it. Little Johnny said, Mama, I can't. I'm reading. I can't. I'm reading the book. And Mama said, I told you to come and dry the dishes. And Johnny said, of course, most of you folks know what drying the dishes is, you young whippersnappers. But uh, and Johnny said, Mama, I can't. I'm reading the book. And it's about a good guy and a bad guy. And he said, the, the, the bad guy, the villain, he's got the good guy down and he's beating him. And I've got to stand beside the good guy. And the mama said, you come in here and dry, dry these dishes. So Johnny said, mama, can I finish the book and see how it turns out? And I, I want to stand for the good guy. The bad guy's winning. The mama said, you get here and dry these dishes. So Johnny turned over right quickly the last few words in the book. And he, he read the last page or so and last chapter part of it, and he found out that the good guy won after all. And he grinned, and he went in, and he washed the dishes, and he held a little book up high. He said, yeah, 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 you old villain, you're having a good time in chapter 10, but I've done read the last chapter, and you're in for the shock of your life when you get to the end. Now, the king's not very popular now, is he? Huh? They curse him now, don't they? Huh? Huh? The colleges make fun of him, don't they? Uh huh. On the job, they profane his name, don't they? Uh huh. I've got some news for you, brother. I've read the last chapter. And when you get over the last chapter, old devil, you're in for the shock of your life. You're going to end up in a bottomless pit, and I'm going to snicker all the time you drop. I've read the last chapter. I know, I know they you here, you're leading now. I know you're about to run the Democratic Party now. I know you're trying to ruin America now. I know you're taking the clothes off women now. I know you got Playboy magazine going now. I know you got the liquor houses full now. I know you got sensuality running wild now. I know you got dope in every high school now. But I've read the last chapter. Your information, old devil. Today, is the, I read the last chapter, and the last chapter says that the king is coming. The king is coming. The king is coming. When the king comes, he's gonna put you down. He's gonna put you for a thousand years in the bottomless pit. He's gonna chain you. We're gonna have peace for a thousand years. Oh, smutty face i got news for you, you rascal, you. The king is coming. When he comes, I have read the last chapter. And the last chapter says there won't be any more of you. You're going to be in the the pits of hell with all the folks that cursed the king. And all the folks that laughed at the king. And all the folks that denied the king's book. You're going to be in hell. And the king is going to sit on the throne in Jerusalem. And we're going to be priests of God and reign with him for a thousand years. Ladies and gentlemen, I think I can take it for a few more years, don't you? I think I can take it in May and M. I think I can just wipe the dust that Shimei throws on me off and I hear his cursing and say, Dear King, you're gone. You're not popular now, but I'm going to stand for you and I'm going to stand beside you till you come again, till I see you. And oh, and that day when he comes in the clouds of glory... And every eye shall see him, and through the heavens shall shall sound the echo. The king is coming! The king is coming! The king is coming! Then we shall crown him as Lord of lords and king of kings, and he shall be king over all the earth. Oh, dear Christian brother and sister, he's not popular now. He's not on his throne now. But you'll be glad one day if you'll stand for him while he's gone. You'll be glad if you won't deny him. Let them scoff and make fun. and Call us all they want to call us. But I've read the last chapter. The king is coming. 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 Are you ready for his coming? You say, when's it going to come? I don't know. I don't know. You say, how long is it going to be? I don't know. I don't know. One day a man owned a vineyard, orchard. He called his favorite servant and he said, servant, keep the orchard. I'm going to go on a trip and I'm going to come back. I don't know when it will be, but I'm going to come back and you won't know when I'm coming back. Keep the orchard clean. Keep the garden clean. Keep it up. Oh, this servant manicured every tree, every plant, beautiful garden. It was a talk of the neighborhood, the beautiful garden, the beautiful vineyard. One day a stranger came by and said, hey, you got a pretty vineyard here and a pretty garden. Is it yours? No, he said, my master my, my master's going on a trip. He's, he's going to come back. don't know when he's going to come back, but he's going to come back. He told me to keep it real pretty because he's going to come back. Oh, when's he coming? I have no idea. How long is it going to be? I don't know. The way you keep this garden here, you must expect him to come back tomorrow. Oh, no, said the servant. I expect him to come back. Today. Today. Are you ready? If he did, let us pray. Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons podcast from PreachTheBible.org a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons, visit our website, PreachTheBible.org. If you enjoy Christian music and programming, visit KNVBC.com for Christian music you can trust.